And why is it like whenever you shouldn't be making pressing decisions, you all, need you, to. all you want to do is make a pressing decision? Mm -hmm. right? Behind me is just a bunch of boxes that I can't bring myself to open because like, I don't know, I have to like change around my house to like, Wait, because because these are things, things that you purchased or is this from your some move? of them are things are, that I purchased that I'm just like, uh, I need to create drawer space. I need to create closet space. Some stuff is for the baby that I'm just like, I can't even think about it yet. So boxes are just I mean, up. I don't want to say it, but September's close, girl. I know. <laughs> I know. Are you having it in your tub? Um, 2021 should... or 2022 is close. Like 2022 yeah. is less than six months away. Yeah. I know. That baby's already almost a year old. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want to have diabetes. <laughs> Please. I mean, I think that's a valid thing to put on your vision board. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Tony Soto Show. My name is Tony Soto, and joining me is Max Vasquezito. Hello, I'm cool, calm, and collective. <laughs> and we have Diana DeLuna. Oh, hello. Retrograde's almost over. Yay. Uh, well, yeah. By the, or it's well, over. By the time you listen to this. Yeah, when you're hearing our voices, it. you can all realize, can people start, uh, what can people start doing uh today now that retrograde is over diana get yourself into this summer solstice it's here we're in summer do we clean our doors do we clean our doors today every, just do it every month you just, just do it every month <laughs> <laughs> especially your doorknobs nasty but i mean like okay so real quick i've had it i've had a, I've, i feel like i've had a rough couple of weeks so i feel like the retrograde kind of fucked me over a little bit so mm -hmm. what can i do to get out of this funk now that it's over Anytime you have a funk, cleanse, cleanse. So clean your whole house, um, get out your favorite incense, get out your Palo Santo, get out your alternative to sage and smoke that shit out. What, why an alternative to sage? Is sage bad? Um, Cause sage is a, uh, what is it called? A limited resource. And we should leave it for the cultures who actually like it is part of their religion and ritual and not just do it because, you know, it's at the witch store because yeah. there's so many other things that you can do that, you know. Yeah. And if you, and if you subscribe to our Patreon listeners, you mm -hmm. can hear your monthly moon. Uh, and she does talk about shit like this. So I have to say, I am a little more uh, inspired by the cosmic because I want to be ready for when the aliens come. Yes. And I want to be really in tune. I want to be really in tune with the planet by the time those aliens come. And it's like, according to TikTok, it's October. So beware, everybody. <laughs> Someone's coming in October. See, but, but see, they're but, the aliens or Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> One of them are coming. <laughs> oh my God, alien Jesus. Um, uh, but uh, alien would that Jesus? be the best? I don't know, but let's create a mythology around. I mean, this that's person. a poster that should exist. That's a poster that should exist, and I challenge the listeners to draw it. 
our fucking alien Jesus. Um, Diana, how are you? How are you with the, um, with the, I, I hear you might have the sugars. What's happening? Oh, that I might have the beaties, the diabetes. <laughs> What's happening? Oh, no. <laughs> I don't, what is that I know, baby do. doing to you? Well, he's intense now. Baby Watch 2001 is getting very real. Um, he's like now kicking. Oh, he's kicking right now. He's kicking all the time, getting his little toes stuck in my ribs. Oh, I hope it's, it's because she hears us and she's gay. That's what I'm hoping. <laughs> I hope she's just like, she's like, I hear those queens. They're going to shut the fuck up. It's like, why isn't there more legendary to watch? <laughs> um, I have sciatica, which is very uncomfortable. And um, I that's did, lower I, back pain, right? Due to like it's pinched lower nerves back and shit. pain and pinch nerves on my uh, left and, side uh, and, and, my and, hip. and, uh, and probably uh, what's it called when you retain water? Uh, yeah, um, in, not inflation, edema. not edema. inflation, but it's like uh. These are I all such big, weird words I've never heard before. Oh, it's getting and, very medical up in here. <laughs> yeah, uh, because like your body's trying to fight this off, right? <laughs> is that basically? I know. It's, it's like I'm having an immune response. Like this is why it's like, this is why childbirth is so wild. Because like literally it's like something inside of you trying to fucking feed on you until you're dead. But then you form a bond to it and then you, it's so odd it's so weird and i can't wait to ask you every question known to man I at mean, every stage yeah i mean if some animals eat them once they're born i know like, or push them out of the nest that's yeah. true. Yep. That's, true. that's what tony's mom did to him <laughs> or straight up or straight up abandoned <laughs> you know what i mean or they're just like you know what deuces this is not my life um well, girl, I just, I, I'm thankful every week that you show up, uh, just. I'm hopped up on the glucose drink right now that they gave me this morning. I had to drink a disgusting drink that tasted like orange Tylenol. You know, that liquid Tylenol that you drink when you were a kid. Uh huh. No. You go on. Have to take, it's like orange flavored, but it's flat. It's like flat soda. And yeah. It's very I, think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I rebelled. I would never do such a thing like that. As you a child. seem like on. a child who would never take medicine. Oh my <laughs> God. No, just... I still don't take medicine. Julian, I have a headache. Julian's like, have you taken Tylenol? I'm like, no, why would I do that? <laughs> you also seem medicine. like a child that if you didn't like the food that you were given, you would just like drop it out of your mouth. I sat at the table alone with yep. a plate of peas and many a night. <laughs> so you best believe. I mean, see, growing up, growing up with a Mexican father, that would not fly. Like, I don't know how many tonics and potions I ended up taking because he brought something back from Mexico that he heard that was good. Mm -hmm. like, I, I mean, cod liver oil, the house down boots. It's been very gross um but that said like now i'm like always like well what does it do I'll yeah, <laughs> I'll let me try it, it. <laughs> it. Uh, maxwell you seem so calm mm -hmm. and so oh relaxed and so like present what is happening you guys i'm on cbd so what that's does that great. mean yeah what does it mean to be like on cbd can you tell me i just like been smoking it i'm smoking cbd now i picked it up at the other shop i was you know slanging edibles at this po queer pop-up this weekend which was very successful and fun thank you to everyone that came out it was so cute but one of the vendors next to me was selling cbd and cbg cbd flower like yes is this like okay. joints it's a little jay doobie 
little J Doobie packs. Oh, I have them here in my drawer. It's called Is Mom this the lingo? Are you using lingo? Really? Okay. Oh, so that's how you know it's not mom weed. grass. That's how you know it's not <laughs> weed because like that box is, and they're, they're, they're packed to cigarettes, right? They look like, it looks like a cigarette box listeners, just so y'all know. And um, they look like joints the whole way through. I wait, mean, is here, there I'll a bunch you. of little boxes and I bought well, I got boxes? a lot of I got a lot of CBD because I'm very addicted to CBD. I'm so into CBD right now. Okay, well listen. I'm like Demi. very late to the All game. right, Demi, Demi Hudgens. Calm down a but, second, Demi Hudgens. Yeah, no, call me call me the right influencer. It's All Kim right. Kardashian. Kim Kardashian <laughs> loves CBD and now I love CBD. Okay, so well, why? <laughs> Yeah, because in college, we used to call this getting duped, buying yeah. bad weed. Yeah, this was, <laughs> yeah, you got ripped off is what this is called. Someone, someone sold you bullshit. So what, <laughs> well, what, what, is, what is the, if not to get high, why are you breathing in smoke? Mm-hmm. because I have anxiety and I um, love using weed to control my anxiety, but I also get high. And then I don't do things. And I hate that part. I like the anxiety turnoff part, but I still want to get shit done and move forward through my day. And when I smoke a lot of weed, like on a Tuesday at the Tony Soto show, I usually need a nap and Popeyes and maybe another nap. What is with this a- younger generation not being able to be functional when it comes to usage of things? I mean, um, I mean, I am definitely very functional, but I mean, it does when you do too much sometimes because the world is so scary. I don't um, know you what know, too much means. I don't, you have to put that into perspective as well. Like, what do you mean by like smoke too much? I mean, you've never gotten too high. You didn't get the list of tasks. Honey, I've been chasing, to- I've been chasing this dragon since the moment she smoked it out of a pop can. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I've never like, been as but high. Never just, <laughs> but you've never gotten too high to complete a task list for a day? Like you no. wake up and we're like. No, that I, I, mean, can, I can tell you, I can honestly say that. No, I, I mean, I, I go to the gym, I go to the grocery, like, well, it's pre-COVID, I went to the gym, like, you know, I want, I go to the grocery store high, like, I, I mean, I, I, I'm. Didn't you not send us our outline today? That was not because <laughs> of me being high. I don't know oh, what that goodness. was. First of all, how many years have we been doing this show? Like, when, when <laughs> I, I, you guys never read them and I still send them. So it's That is like, not true. I read them actually every time. Yikes. I, have I to read them because I, the like, I want, yeah, I, sometimes I want to think about the questions for a while. Oh, well, especially that. now that I'm forced to read them, I'd like to read them through once or twice before I'm put on the spot. So. Not- Forced. Listen to her. Not her rejecting the medicine. Not her saying no peas. <laughs> but yeah, I, mean, I, I would like. I yeah. would like to get stuff done. I would like to move forward with my days and not. So are you done smoking like, weed now, or like is, is no, weed done not. for you now? Like no more no, THC. You're divorced. I, I swear, I heard you say you hate weed now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you literally you said that before show. we started recording. You're like, it's because it, your people will love this story because hateful stories are great on the Tony Soto show and it's about hating weed so explain that explain that I'm saying that because you are a hateful person and you (laughs) would relate to my story not our listeners so if I prefaced it with hate I knew you would be more interested in carrying forward the conversation I don't hate weed I love weed I just made a bunch of money given for with weed so I love smoking weed but I do not like all of the side effects of weed and i am finding that cbd covers the part that i like and doesn't 
completely ruined my day. Well, why don't so, you just mix them together? Well, I'm just, I'm just gonna. I want that work. CBD. Can you ask your little hippy dippy yuppie friends if that is if that's a thing? Like, if that's a possibility, can can you mix it? Because, like, I mean, I, I'm sure I can, but it all came in these pre rolled joints called mom grass, and I feel like mom grass. I mean, they're literally doubling down on the lameness of it too. Like, honestly, they also like, have dad grass, so don't feel left out, Tony. So, what does that mean? What is that? Does it? Is there a little bit of weed in that one? Because <laughs> it's just a little bit for daddy. <laughs> this is daddy this needs is, a little weed. You know what I mean? So the ones mom grass is CBG, and the dad grass is CBD. What okay. is CBG? And, yes, please. Okay, so I didn't really get the full vibe from her, but I does that mean by the, the full vibe? Does that mean that you didn't get the full information on what you're putting in your body? <laughs> I mean, base. So CBG is the mother of the cannabinoid or whatever, the building block of THC and CBD, the key ingredient in these mom grass pre-roll joints. It's extra special, rare, and powerful. Basically, like keeps you calm but like keeps you social so like that's how i'm maintaining this conversation so well <laughs> so weed has never made me anti-social but i me will neither agree, but i will agree that like yes i would do all these tasks high but i get so much more done as somebody who has not smoked weed since january like i am shocked about how many functional hours there are in a day Oh yeah, trust me. I wake up, hit, smoke the bong, and will clean my whole house mm-hmm. and like do stuff. But then around like, because I've been up since six, around like twelve after breakfast, you know, lunch, I'm like ready for a nap. Yeah. And then I'm kind of sluggish for the rest of the day. I'm like sluggish. I do get some of it. In. Oh my goodness, God, abuelitas, mean, my little abuelitas. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I mean, this is this is how this it's always been. Tell me, abuelitas. Huh? This what? is how it's always been with me and weed, though. It's like, I feel like I always just get sometimes just a little too to finish everything <laughs> I need to get done. I mean, I've definitely been in the same room with you and smoked weed where you kind of look like you've crossed over because, but, you know, you always snap out of it. It's just silly, but, but then by the time I snap out of it when I'm by myself, it's too late. It's dinner time <laughs> and I'm ready to smoke more weed and go to bed. Like... <laughs> So that's the issue. It's like when you do it all day, you know, you know I think I just, often, I'm gonna, I think I'm trying to make it a nighttime gig. I think often like what the weight of the cross is that you carry. Like I think about it often. I'm like, <laughs> it's probably so heavy. Why? <laughs> the cross, the cross that you're carrying. Well, good girl. Let me know how it goes. But here's what hey, I'm what saying. What cross am I carrying? I've never been to church. Oh, it's an expression. Google it. Oh, <laughs> but what cross am I carrying? The cross of CBD? <laughs> the cross of your uh, anxiety with the weed. All right. Oh, I mean, my anxiety is with life. I don't have anxiety on weed. I get lazy on weed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you're getting a... this story all twisted. I mean, I listen. just need a little break between tasks. Yeah. <laughs> a little break. <laughs> a little power nap, snack, you know. Oh my yeah, gosh. no, it's the power nap that sets me back. And I'm looking to avoid that. And mm-hmm. I'm hoping that this CBG mom grass is going to help me kick some ass. All right, girl. Listen, well, we can't wait to listen. We are following some really too in depth storylines right now. Uh, a, 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 <laughs> fetus, really a fetus consuming. Uh, our co-host Diana and uh, Maxwell's a journey. fetus consuming CBD. Mm-hmm. Two months, you know, I'm, 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 
Yeah, mom grass and mom Diana. <laughs> and well, you two? know, I'm so youthful looking, so I'm definitely another fetus. Fetus. <laughs> you're a teen mom. Yeah, I'm teen mom and you're mom grass. <laughs> Antonia's mom asks, how are you, Tony? Oh, shit. I'm blissfully high on THC <laughs> since 5.30 this morning, and it's been great. Um, I'm good. I mean, look, I did not do anything last weekend. Um, you didn't because... go and celebrate the opening of Los Angeles? No, because I was realizing that people were just acting so hard like they've, like, like, like they they forgot what it was like to be in bars and i mean i remember uh. i remember what it was like crowded and <sighs> quite frankly um i'm i'm gonna go when less people think it's cool to get so drunk you need to puke in front of the bar you know like oh did that happen I mean, maxwell were you out did that happen oh i I was no that edible <laughs> event took it out of me. I was out in bed. You heard her. She needs Popeyes and a nap, girl. She's like, <laughs> she's not going out. She's not um, <laughs> no, I mean that was my thing. Is I knew that everybody was going to be acting like it's New Year's. Everybody's going to act like they just survived the pandemic, and like, yeah, I don't need to be in a room full of people that are celebrating that right now. I, I, you know. I got the flu, so I got the COVID flu, so I'm not have nothing to celebrate. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait. <laughs> wait. You know what? Wait. All tea. Everybody should be definitely careful as well during this event. And I do not want to call the people out that were running the event, but there was a woman that came up to me and she goes, "No masks, right?" She was digging in her purse, and I was like, "Yeah, I guess." I was like, "But they're checking people's vaccine cards at the door," and I, yes. you know, I was like. She was like, oh, well, they didn't check mine. I'm not vaccinated. And I was just like, and she was yeah. without a mask. She was like, tell the reason the story started is because she grabbed her mask out of the bottom of her purse and was like, I'm not wearing this anymore. And I was just kind of like, I mean, I was gross. Like, well, she's I gross. She's the grossest kind of people. You know well, I, mean? let's, I have a feeling, unfortunately, that there are a lot more people like that lady running around. Oh. So just remember, be careful, like, keep in mind, like, you know. Well, you know, you're right. You're absolutely yeah, right. Keep in mind, uh, I still, listen, I love that whenever I go to my grocery store, that still probably 80% of people have their masks on. Yep. Because, yeah. Because I think, I, I, think that. That, I think that LA is still kind of like, I'm not, you're, you're, we didn't do it well, guys. This is what we're still trying to like pretend and we can't rewrite history that we did COVID well here in SoCal. A lot of people died here. So um, we need to calm down. Well, let's anyway, let's take a quick break because uh, when we come back, we have a fabulous guest um and uh i don't really have an outro for that we have a fabulous guest we'll be right back. hey everybody do you want more tony soto i completely understand if you want more of me tune into the gay power half hour available on itunes hosted by me tony soto and my good judy casey lie it's 30 minutes of funny faggotry you won't want to miss Check us out on iTunes, The Gay Power Half Hour. We are back with the show. Now, ladies and gentlemen, our guest today is an L.A.-based creative professional. I love it because, you know, in bios, they write them themselves. <laughs> He's a filmmaker, writer, performer, and humble AF, a graduate of Chapman University and the Second City. Ooh. 
Um, he knows that comedy is no laughing matter. He's a gay straight shooter with bi-coastal origins, and he is more than proud to say that his alter ego, October Surprise, debuted on the Learn the Words Bitch stage at Akbar. Give it up for our guest, Vic Ravindran. Vic! Hello. Hi. Hi. Hi, all. Welcome to the show. That, that is a that is a well-written bio. I have to say, some Thank of them so don't much. come cute like that, Vic. Some of them don't come cute. I feel like if you have writer in your bio, your bio, your bio has to be kind of well-written. Yeah, you, yeah you, you, it should you, be proofread at least. Yeah. Exactly. Or if comedy, go for a little bit of a laugh. We'll see, you know. I'm going to ask you a question, Vic, because before we uh, brought you in, we have been discussing... Maxwell's tr transition to being a CBD and CBG smoker as opposed to marijuana marijuana. Mm -hmm. uh, do you know anything about that craze? I don't know what CBG is. I thought it was a gene factory or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I have, I'm not into CBD. I am a THC kid, um, you know, I like, I stick to the classics. I a simple bowl of, THC does me fine in the morning. You don't buy into the fad. Cause that's what I think. I think it's a little bit of um, placebo. Yeah, I'm not really sure. Cause I've, I've had, I've had like CBD as an edible and I've, and I've thought that was like kind of a relaxing experience but I, I ultimately have always deferred back to THC. And I think that, I think that's for me it's a more preferable high. I don't know. I feel like I, I do feel like I know some of the benefits of CBD. I'm going to I'm going to defend it because like as someone who has liked drug use throughout their whole life, I've spent decades sitting around being like, am I feeling it? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, so like I've definitely done that with, with CBD where I've like uh, I've been um, anxious and because I have random shit around my house and it's like I have random CBD around my house. So like if I'm anxious someday, I'll pop it. And, you know, I definitely feel like it's, you know, eases it. But I'm I do weed to get high. That's what I want to do. I want to get I want to get high and forget. But anyway, um, don't forget. <laughs> no, forget it all. that's what we talked about. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Vic, can I call you October? Can I call you October? Because you that's, may, you may. You know, I love that you put that in the bio as well, because October surprise is actually how you and I met because you have become, dare I say, a learn the words bitch icon. Oh, well, title gladly accepted. Uh, uh, how did you hear about learn the words bitch? What got you started doing that? Um, for me, I um, met my friend, Charlie McCary, who is um, also a learn the words bitch love, in love. his own right. Yep, love. And um, so he introduced me to the show, I think back in like, December of 2018 or something like that. And I started going to the shows pretty, like, I think I went every month. And eventually I think I performed 2019, uh, April or something like that. Uh, but yeah, and I was just eventually for me, I, I love a stage. I love any place that kind of feels like theater camp. And yeah, are you, a the, are you a thespian? Were you a I thespian in high school? A, Did you go to yeah. like, well, you said Chapman University. Is that for uh, creative shit? Yeah, I went to Chapman to study uh, film production. So I wanted to be an actor when I was in high school. I uh, did theater all four years. 
but my parents being classic Asian parents were like, that is not a job career path for you or for our son in this home. So luckily I was able to negotiate them away from, you know, I didn't go all the way 360 degrees to be like, end up a doctor or lawyer or something like that, like all my cousins. But um, they uh, were luckily, like, luckily they were kind enough to let me be uh, go into film so that was kind of like my oh life. that's nice I love a mm -hmm. compromise that's cute yeah. I mean I'll tell you pre pre-COVID I would have said that your parents were incorrect but after COVID <laughs> I you know what isn't oh, yeah. isn't a job anymore freelance artist that's not a thing <laughs> that, that's not that's not real anymore which there are definitely <laughs> moments I've been thankful that they they diverted my path and I uh <laughs> as much as I would have loved to you know hustle for the dream like on the streets of New York and do Broadway it's like that you know, at 28 or basically all of 20 turn 20, like guaranteed joblessness. Uh, oh, this makes so hard for my good friends who are out there working, trying to get their theater life back. This makes uh, your performances make more sense though, because I don't, one of your most iconic performances for one of the worst bitch is you dressed up like the old lady from Game of Thrones, the one who killed Cersei's kid or whatever. Lady Elena, yeah. Yeah, that's tell, tell Cersei I did it, right? Wait, oh, what's, what's, that's interesting. You think that's the most iconic one because I think your Carrie performance was. Oh, wow. I mean, <laughs> well, I was going to get to I the. I very much enjoyed your Madam VP as well. Oh my god, last thank one. you all so much. Um, well, I and you went virtual as well. You also did Zoom, and that was great. But no, the reason why I think, well, the 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 Carrie one to me is different because that just shows me how you can be a good sport because you showed up dressed all drenched in pink blood and this like prom like dress and you didn't get on the list the <laughs> first time you came like that <laughs> and you stood and watched the show and supported it in that fucking get up and then came back the next month and did the number again all pink again so that sure that did. that was like but but the the game of thrones thing is because like didn't you not know the words during the roulette and you yeah. killed yourself Correct. by drinking wine. Like <laughs> yeah, that I poisoned to, myself. Yeah, that to me was like, <laughs> oh, that's pent up theater shit right there. That little, <laughs> that's a little thespian for sure. You she, gotta have a, a back pocket response. Always, always gotta have a, a little bit of a script ready. So, I mean, and that's always the best when the contestants do that. Like we've had people put, I don't know the words on the inside of an umbrella. We've had people yeah. like, creativity is better than just like twerking it off in my opinion totally yeah, yeah. um uh, so, i also don't trust myself to, to, to win in a twerk it off situation so it's like uh i'm always a brains first um, booty second <laughs> <laughs> only the lgbt community had such outlook we would be in such a different place i know <laughs> isn't that so true there's plenty of, yeah there's some brains out there so and a lot of booty, lines, tons of booty, of a lot of booty. Um, so what kind of film are you, are you into? Like, what do you, what do you make? For me, um, I am definitely into uh, satire, parody, comedy. Um, I love making music videos. I think that is also like a big part of like why I love doing these kind of performances at Learn the Words too, because I love incorporating music into the stuff that I do. Um, but I'm a Second City grad, so like- Here in LA, or did you do Second City in Chicago? I did uh, Second City Hollywood, yeah. Okay. So um, the writing there was like, um, kind of like what really made me realize that I want to write more than like necessarily produce and put everything together myself, even though I love doing that part as well. But 
the writing is where I like, I feel at most home because you can, you have no uh, boundaries. You can literally write anything in your imagination. It's your producer hat that makes you say, oh no, you can't afford that. Or you can't, you, you can't do this. Or there's all these limitations. But I was like, if I want to set the whole thing in space or in the future, like I'm going to. Um, so that was really fun. And then to eventually, so I did a sketch show um, for Second City. There was like a parody of Whack Mirror, but it was also kind of like a satire based on current politics and blah, blah, blah. But I love kind of- Because you do get political. You're a political gal. Yeah, I'm a political folk. Uh, October Surprise is, it's also a political name as well. Um, oh, really? How is that? Tell me October that. October Surprise is um, a term for like this kind of like 11th hour event that happens like right as a campaign is about, or like right as election season is about to happen in November. So um, it's so you could consider like Hillary's uh, in, email investigation getting brought back up all of a sudden, like that's an October surprise. Oh, interesting. So many October surprises throughout history. Got it. Like, tanked campaigns or like local campaigns, but yeah, it's just kind of like this last minute career ending kind of event. And that's what I consider myself. <laughs> Bitch, I will end your job. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Well, so you are also venturing down the podcast route so you're gonna you're, you're doing a podcast uh yeah i'm very ew. lucky my friend uh, he's starting a new media company called snippet and it's going to be all these short form podcasts so he asked me to host one and uh, asked me what i wanted to do the show about and uh he actually wanted me to do a show about politics at first and i had done my own kind of like little politics podcast over the summer during like when we were in quarantine because I had nothing else to do. Is that when you dressed up like Elizabeth Warren? Yeah, kind of. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that was like my October surprise uh, <laughs> uh, reporter form. Got it, got it, got it. Version of her. Yeah. Um, but like I had a lot of fun doing that, but it was just mentally and emotionally exhausting because like as much fun as, as it is to like take in the news and like learn about it, all the intricacies and like all the palace intrigue and blah, 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 what's going on behind the scenes. Like it is also just like so disheartening to see lack of progress and and to have to also eventually like turn that into a, a comedy script every week or something. It's like, and also sometimes like, I'm, like that summer also, you know, things got really heavy. It was like George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery. There was so many um, just, insane like, series of violences that has continued now um but it was just like for me I eventually just it was like I feel super drained also like also it's like I just don't know if I'm the right voice to be like lending a comedy aspect to this but um so yeah I think that was just like a hard thing for me to process but yes and luckily so you I, didn't do that you scrapped that idea that. you said I, forget all that noise that backstory I, was unnecessary as much as I wanted to like yeah that just made me shout every day this one like I was like I want to do a podcast that I can like really just like feel like uh calmed by or at least uh just feel a little bit more salvaged by uh and so I chose to talk about people coming out of their coming out of the closet so the, the uh podcast is called is called uh the closet space and uh i talk to an individual every week who's come out of the closet uh whether they're lgbtqia plus um just about their various experience uh, how it shaped them and then just kind of what they're doing now so people can have a good idea of you know uh queer success and queer uh, awesome people who have lived amazing lives come out of the closet and live to tell the tale and uh, are happy to share uh, a bit of a guide on how to do so yourself if you if you need the help or if you need a nudge out the out of the door. 
But um, uh, when is this going to be starting? So the show uh, doesn't have a debut date yet. We're still uh, we're backlogging our episodes, so we have a, done, a bunch to release once we're ready. But it's going to be uh, hopefully in July, like maybe tail end of July. Um, well, I talked to amazing guests such as yourself, Mr. Tony Soto. Man. Oh my gosh, am I a featured guest on the show? Do you I'll not tell remember? Fair <laughs> <laughs> yeah. question. I do remember because we, uh, uh, full disclosure, we did it twice. We um, did it twice. We did it. We did it over Zoom, and it and it wasn't to the the audio liking, which I completely get, and so. Um, we did like an in-studio thing. And I'll tell you, you had it set up exactly to the, like, I don't, I didn't send you a writer, but I know what I'm going to be asking for now, because I mean, you had, <laughs> you had a full joint for me. Like you gave me water. I was, the mood lighting was very nice. So yeah, it was, it was fun. That's and it was like, a good I conversation. Think I think the second conversation was better. Well, good. I'm glad I, for me, I, I like the idea of having someone over, uh, for that interview, because uh, we talk about kind of like an intimate subject, and I do like to think of my apartment as like a cozy, intimate space. And I want to oh, make your sure apartment is so nice. Feels, it's cute. Uh, yeah. yeah, like it's it's a closet, but in a good way. It's a safe space closet. Yeah. So and just to revisit. Do you good live topic. by yourself, or do you have a studio? I have a two-bedroom apartment, and I share with an amazing roommate oh. who's also gay. Also, like, yeah, just like I, I feel like I like like leaning up to learn the words, like making friends with Charlie, even like first gay roommate, my roommate Forrest, and I just felt like at twenty eight, I was like, I need to get involved with the community. And when did like, you come out? How old were you when, when you came out of the closet? When I was twenty. So <laughs> when I was in twenty, when I was twenty years old, I was in college, and there was a musical that I auditioned for, and the and it was like a three person musical written by the guy one who did like one of the guys who did music for Smash. And uh, the main character was a gay guy. And I wasn't out yet, but the main character was a gay guy and he was coming out in the musical uh, as like being in love with his best friend. And it was just so, it was like such a crazy meta experience to go through that because like, I was like, Ta-da! Like, at the same time, <laughs> and like, I basically sang that I was gay in front of my parents before they, like I told them officially, but like my first person I ever told was my director. I mean, I just love that you disappointed them first with film and then you waited for homosexuality until you were doing a stage production. Yeah. Well, listen, (laughs) if they want to blame anyone, they can blame themselves because in fourth grade, they signed me up for Oliver. And I mean, I twist. I mean, (laughs) happy. Are they, do you have a pretty good relationship with your family now? Like, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, like we have, um, we've gotten better. It's like we don't talk about like gay stuff all the time. We we weren't we're not like a very close like, family in that way. We're we're like I'm not like my mom's my best friend. Like we talk about boys, but like yeah, just, no, like it's not that kind of relationship. But um, it is better, obviously, than when when I told them they had a little bit of a hard time digesting that and taking that in but I uh yeah obviously since then it's been over 10 years yeah hey I softened you up with the film thing all right so you're welcome (laughs) well listen let's take a quick break when we come back we have our listener questions of the week we'll be right back Tony Soto Show all right we are back with the show now listeners we read your questions concerns comments and critiques and sometimes compliments every week so if you would like yours to be right on the show all you have to do is go to the tony soto show.com and it says contact tony soto same one 
I'm going to start us off with our first question, which is from Stan. It says, what now? I worked at a hotel before COVID and it was not a good job and rarely paid my bills. I'm still getting unemployment, but I'm sure that is going to run out soon. But I have no idea what I want to do or even can do. I have an associates and really don't want to take on more debt. So more school is not an option. I'm having a lot of bad feelings about everything lately. Please help my mind. Uh, oh, please help rest my mind or at least give me a chuckle or two about my problems. Well, I mean, he asked for it, Vic. Make a joke. <laughs> uh, <laughs> isn't his career the joke already? But I'm so <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, first of all, Mercury is out of retrograde. So you can open your windows and smudge. You know what I mean? So let's start there. But what do you think about this, uh, uh, Vic? You know, people are, are coming out of pandemic being like, I've wasted my life. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, like I, I lost my job, you know, my first, my I have a job now, but I lost my job going into the pandemic. So like in May of last year, and that was really rough. And like, it's hard to, those. I was unemployed for I think four months and I, it's hard. It, you get some sleepless nights. You don't know where, where your next paycheck's coming from. You don't, nothing's really guaranteed. And LA, you know, shit's expensive. And so I totally, I totally relate. And I think the only thing I could say is just like, stay open like to possibilities and like, don't, uh, don't shame yourself for uh, any of the situation that you're in. And uh, yeah, just like, I would say stay open-minded and also the, the fact that you reach out about this is I think is going to be really great because the second I reach out to a friend of mine I got a job <laughs> I yeah I mean put, you got to put it mm -hmm. in the ethos for sure it's one of those things so, like like put it out in the world and put it you know make it how, vocal yeah it's this it's really great that you asked for help and so hopefully people who are listening to this and uh, want to reach out to you uh and or, well, yeah, good luck. We're, we're not middlemen, so. <laughs> but yeah, hopefully someone, someone will hear this or hopefully your, your prayers will be answered because I think the first step is at least uh, asking for the help. Diana, what do you think? What do you think about like coming out of COVID and, and feeling lost? I'm so sad that hotel jobs are not good jobs. Like I, I love hotels and I'm so sad we don't pay our hotel workers right. Like that's actually a dream job for me. I would love to be the front desk at a fancy hotel. Really? I love that. That's yes. hilarious to me that you don't know what good is. <laughs> you know, I've worked in customer service forever, so I don't know. I just felt like it's like one of the glamorous ones. I mean, I'll tell you, I, it was instilled to me at a very young age to always put a $20 bill on the bed for the, yeah. for the housekeeping on your way out. So even if you paid by the hour, damn it. Uh, <laughs> Maxwell, what do you think? I mean, Maxwell, you've done some reinventing through uh, COVID. I remember at the beginning, you had just gotten a job and then you promptly lost it. And I mean, you've really kind of made do with this. Do you have any advice for Stan? Um, I think Vic gave great advice. I think you definitely need to reach out. You need to look at like, I mean, this is going to sound really lame, but you need to look at like what you have versus what you don't have. And like, you need to make it work. Like Vic said it right. Reach You reach out to us, reach out to your friends, you know, mm -hmm. like don't be above putting yourself out there at a, you know, as much as it sucks at a lower level job right now, if there is, you know, look at it 
as a place to grow, you know, like look for jobs where there's like places to grow, you know, don't just like take the first thing you get, you know, like while you're in this transition period, coasting on this unemployment, I think it ends in September. Um, yeah, like hang out, like ask somebody to update your resume, reach out to those friends that are graphic designers. Can somebody update your website? Can, do you know somebody that does a startup in customer service? Like, you know, and, and if it's and like what you already have and spread it out, baby. And if what your fear is, is to just fall into another rut, um, then pursue what you want to do. This is literally the time. Listen, there are 600,000 people who can never make another decision in their lives. You know what I mean? So we just fucking had to be uh, isolated for uh, an entire year. Like, what do you want to do? Whatever you wanted to do. Like, if you know, if it's not new debt, wanted to learn to trade. I don't know. What do you want to do? This is the time where you can ask yourself that legit question. I was going to say too, Stan, a little insider tip. Tony just let us know he only learns things from TikTok and Twitter. So, uh, I mean, you I think I said viral tweets. I think they said viral tweets. He has not a higher just standard. random Twitter. Yes, no, viral <laughs> tweets. Only the viral ones he learns from, not the unviral ones. Don't even go there, sis. My bad, Stan. You're somehow but taking you this can... out of context because I barely remember that conversation already. And how dare you? Um, <laughs> I, I said some keys I see on your desk right there. What's <laughs> going on? Who said, yeah, I'm high. As hell. Mm. Uh, who's next? Oh, but you should use YouTube. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> YouTube. Okay. Let's learn from on. YouTube. You, oh, learn uh, from YouTube. Yeah. Mm-hmm, who's next? Yeah. Uh, I am, and this is from Proud Mom. My kid came out of the closet last year, so I hung a pride flag out for him. I got a call from the church in my neighborhood, and they said that I needed to stop with Satan's propaganda. How can I double down on this? Ooh, I love a mom who wants to double down. Um, so Vic, the, the pride flag, the devil's tool. <laughs> I mean, I'm all for it. I mean, hail Satan, if so, but first of all, he's a the devil is tacky if his fucking emblem is a rainbow. I don't know. I would, I would immediately start a church of Satan in your neighborhood if you if you have the ability to if you want to double down on yeah something. put up Bafa or whatever yeah or yeah put up yeah put up one of those goat uh, statues yeah, yeah with like, the head and like the hands yeah like, really uh, double outside. down on hatred if it's the devil yeah. shit that they're worried about but I mean if if it's a church telling you what to do you can just like you could just refer them to the fiction section of the library and tell them like there's plenty of other rules to be found in those books too. So, and you, and you that you disagree. Could you imagine living in a town, uh, Diana, where a church can call you or- Yeah, how did, your, how did the church find you? Like- Did they send someone to your door? Because then I would, I would train my child to roll their eyes back in their head and just flick their tongue very fast anytime that someone came to the door. <laughs> you know, they say, they say that you should show someone an occult kindness when they come to your door. So that way they have like, so it kind of breaks the brainwashing that the real world is really bad. So, you know, I guess give a fucking Christian a water everyone's mind they'll shut the fuck up um maxwell what do you think about this it's pride month she's trying to be an ally um you know i'm like one that's like if you're gonna you know michelle obama they go low we go high i think you should maybe like if they're doing like churches outside maybe throw a pride party for your son in the front yard 
or you know do something yeah, that baby's celebra- first go-go yeah like let's do something <laughs> that like celebrates pride and maybe isn't so like hateful but also shows the church that like they're dumb like you know why are you bothering me but i mean for, or call you know call the water inspector and tell them their meters are fucked up or something <laughs> like i don't know like think of something that'll just like get them where it hurts but um really everybody wins literally fuck those brainwashed assholes like honestly just fuck them like i I just put in put a new pride flag up every day just as just so that way by christmas it's just one big fucking rainbow i don't know good luck good luck thank you for being an ally moms are great uh maxwell Okay, I have Naked and Afraid. Naked and Afraid writes, the last person to see me naked was in March of last year. I was way more confident then. I keep telling myself that everyone is a little bit soft since quarantine, but I have been out and there are a lot of fit people in the world still. Weren't we all depressed? I could have swore we were all depressed. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Vic, did you have the COVID-15, honey? You know, I was, I took the COVID, uh, I think I might have lost like a five, like a a COVID negative five. Oh, Uh, you took the other route. You were like. I really was like, this is going to be my only time that I have like actually focused like enough time in the day to work out. I've never been able to be like, oh, how do I work and then work out and then do all the, all these other things. So only like the past few months, but I've actually like started working out. Ooh, humble brag. She's fitter than you. Sorry. <laughs> I just don't relate to this question. Can we skip it? <laughs> Diana, I mean, you're obviously getting bigger by the day. This has got to hit home. Oh, yeah. I bang in a nightgown now. <laughs> I get up. <laughs> um, yeah, I. you know what? who cares get your body out in the sun get a little bit of that vitamin d like go for a walk who cares yeah shake off that depression because yes we all were yes we all Mm -hmm. were and like you know granted um some people did double down on the fitness a little more than you know most and we all survived except for 600,000 plus uh maxwell what do you think about this um, I also didn't get the quarantine 15. I definitely started working out more. I put a poll in my apartment and really started my fitness journey. So um, I'm sorry, naked and afraid. I can't sympathize with you, but I think you should just embrace it. Love the skin you're in. It's pride. Lady Gaga, born this way. Pause up, mother monster. Just like love yourself. Isn't that what she said? I think so. I think that's like a true. That. Yeah, that's yeah a- I would definitely agree and just say that like no matter what phase of my body has been in, I've never been mad at it. So I would not, I would just, I would change your name to just naked and not be mm-hmm. so afraid. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you know, um, I mean, nobody's forcing you to run naked down the street. Like, maybe be more selective on who you show your naked body to. And absolutely fuck in the dark if you want. That is your right as a human being to say, "Can we're going to click these lights off?" Okay, Mm -hmm. (laughs) so I'm I'm way more touch oriented. Okay, I don't need to be sensing things. All right, with my eyeballs. Um, uh, Vic, did you have a good time on the show today? I absolutely did. It was so great to talk to you guys, to all of you. Um, why don't you tell people once again the name of your new podcast that's coming in possibly July and also let us know where we can find you on the social medias. 
Yeah, totally. Um, so if you want to catch up with the podcast that will be coming out later this summer, it's called The Closet Space, and it'll be coming out on a new media channel called Snippet. And you'll be able to listen to me and Tony shoot the shit about being gay, which is awesome. Um, then, uh, yeah, if you want to follow me, uh, my Instagram is Vic Does Things because that is what I do. <laughs> Diana. Uh, you can find me at Diana D triple E Luna on Instagram, and you can watch uh, episodes that we've already done of your monthly moon on our Patreon. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. a really good show, guys. I hate that the baby's getting in the way of it. You know what I mean? It's just so good. So good. But I get it. I get it. Research. There's sorcery happening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Maxwell. Um, you can hear me on Wanna Be On Top, hosted by Shea Coulee. We are chatting with Monet Exchange in the iconic Tyra Bank Shake Your Body music video. You can also see me Thursday, that is tomorrow, at the UCLA gig. Tony Soto and I are representing Learn the Words, and we are doing a benefit with UCLA Health, which is very iconic and fun. You can um, listen to what Tony has to say about the details because I'm sure he has more of them than me right now. Um, other than that, you can follow me at Maxwell Esposito on Instagram or me underscore LGBTina on Twitter. Talk to me about my edibles. Um, what else should I talk about? I could vamp a little bit more. I'm like, you know, just talking uh, cookies. Thank you everybody that came out again that supported me and all my cookie business endeavors. It was so great to serve you iced coffee. I hope you had a great day. And that's all. Oh, right. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> um, Thank you. I'm so busy. <laughs> yeah, it's so the CBD. Just to piggyback on this, this is UCLA Health out proud and well. Um, it is a drag showcase. It's on June 24th uh, from 6 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. Go to UCLA Health on uh, Instagram. They have a link in their bio. They'll take you to like where you need to go and whatnot. Um, but it's our headliner is Angina and we have a great cast. We have um, Amber Crane. We have Maybe a Girl. We have Moi Moi Moi. We have, um, well, now I have to do all of them. Um, Sunset Blush. Sunset Blush. Rainy days. Rainy days. Is that I it? I think that's it. Oh my god, it's gonna be a great show. So tune into that. It's gonna be, and this is my last virtual show, uh, hopefully uh, forever. Guys, if you like the Tony Soto show, then please find us on iTunes and subscribe to the show. Rate the show. Leave a comment about the show. I also do the Gay Power Half Hour with my good Judy Casey Lie. We are taking all of Pride Month off because we're just too gay for Pride, and uh, but we'll be back in July. Um, I am the Tony Soto Show on literally everything, and I have nothing else to report. So we'll see you again next week. Bye. 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 Bye.